0: Welcome to the Life Tip Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Orme. And holy moly, yes, it's another home show. Um, so, of course, I'm doing housework. Washing up again today. Um, but that's not going to stop me from waxing lyrical about the book of Boba Fett, chapter 6. Um, oh, crap, I can't remember the title. <laughs> oh, dear. But yes, chapter six. Bear with me, I'm going to quickly research that one. But yes, the sixth chapter of the book of Boba Fett. um, Or Mandalorian season two and a half, as it felt like again this week. Um, But that's not a bad thing now, is it? Because, what can I say? This one was just wonderful, yet again, that's it, chapter 6, from the desert comes a stranger, Um, chapter 6, from the desert comes a stranger, well what can I say about this episode, apart from sometimes the two, both suns shine on a wantbrack's tail, Um, because as the episode opens, we got... The return of probably one of my favourite kind of... My favourite characters outside... uh, Like, one of my favourite, like, kind of... Guest stars, guest characters... Uh, that's come from The Mandalorian. And! From the Star Wars books, it is none other than Mr Cobb Vanth. Played just phenomenally by... Timothy... Timothy Oliphant. Um... I mean, I've loved that guy. In, um... In everything I've seen him in, I think I thought he's been brilliant. Um, and scarily now, all I want to do is watch Justified, where, in which he plays a small town sheriff, uh, <laughs> because he is perfect in that role. Um, like it's it's very easy now to kind of picture him as Cobb Vanth, like going back to Aftermath. Um, he embodies that kind of spirit, that kind of character, and, you know, as I've said uh, before, he's just, just phenomenal, he's perfectly cast, and he's having a a word with some Pike scum, who are doing some spice dealings on the outskirts of Mos Pelgo, and, you know, it, 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 it was obvious where it was going to go, it was obviously going to come to a showdown, um, but the fact is you know this is post aftermath this is after the aftermath series so his future is um, pretty uh, unknown um, so at this point he could get killed off and I was terrified for him throughout this whole episode. Um, you know he's about to get he's getting you know he gets into a gunfight with not one. Not two, but four pike gang members, and he manages to pick three of them off. So, well done, thank goodness, right? Uh, so he picks off three of them, and you know, tells the guy, tells the other guy to take the campano of money and leave what's in the box. And the, he's like, "Oh, the box costs more than your little town," you know, because he's like, "Look, this is my territory. This is this is Mospelgo's territory. You know, we don't want." your stuff in our territory, doesn't belong here, you know, do whatever you want in my cesspur, my size anything goes, but we don't want it here, and, you know, he sends off this guy on his way, he says it with respect, he's very good about it all, you know, doesn't go in guns blazing or anything like that, he's just like, look, I don't want it here, do what you want anywhere else, but not on my turf, and get it. Absolutely fantastic, um, but we all know that that's kinda, that kind of that kind of thing is going to come with some repercussions. Uh, but we'll get into that later. So then we skip off to the unnamed planet where Luke's Jedi Temple is being constructed by a bunch of androids, which I think is hilarious, and it's all stone buildings. It looks very, it's very rustic, very cool, very um very old school, and Mando is going to visit Grogu, you know, and give him his little uh, his little present that he had made for him, and he meets Arty, and Arty takes him to a, to a spot where they're building a hut, uh, it looks like the hut that Ben sleeps in, uh, just before, you know, everything goes kablooey. Um, so, sorry, just moving. Ew, what's that old pizza? Um, so the androids build a bench. R two shuts down, and uh, Mando falls asleep and then wakes up to see Ahsoka, and the fandom went wild. So he's on the planet with Luke, Grogu, and Ahsoka. Oh, yes. Everyone, everyone who has been a fan of Ahsoka, be it from way back when in 2008, all the way down to, hey, who is this amazing, cool Jedi? Oh, this is Anakin Skywalker's Padawat. This is Anakin's former apprentice. She's cool. I wonder if she needs a wig. look. Everyone who has liked Ahsoka has wondered if this was going to happen. Guys, it just freaking happened! <clears throat> I'm calm. Um, so yeah, we got it. We got Luke and Ahsoka on the same planet, and now what they, what I think they did perfectly is not have them together straight away. So she talks to Mando about Grogu, uh, but whether or not he he wants to see Grogu, if him seeing Grogu is going to be what he wants, or if it's what is best for the kid, um, because Grogu has still got that attachment to him. Um, and will it, is he willing to kind of put the training in jeopardy, just to see him for his own thing, for for his own personal reasons, or is he doing it because he's doing it for Grogu? Um, so he gives Ahsoka the gift to give to Grogu, and I'm like, oh my god, I was freaking tearing up at that point, because, oh my god, how heart-wrenching is that like you know you want we we want them to him to see him we want them to be back together but at the same time it's like no she is right because of grogu's attachment to mando it's gonna j- could jeopardize the training is mando gonna be that selfish jerk or is he gonna help let grogu figure figure his own stuff out and he lets grogu figure it out himself. And I was just like, oh my god, I'm such an emotional wreck. Because, oh, so well done. So perfectly well done. Um, and meanwhile, we've just had Luke and Grogu doing meditation and training. And Luke kind of teaching Grogu about Yoda. And, get, and asking if he remembers anything from his past, and he helps him remember. Basically, we see Grogu watching clone troopers wipe out freaking Jedi, and I'm wondering, because there was a Jedi up front with kind of Legolas looking hair, and it... If I remember correctly... Um... There was uh, the um, stunt coordinator. Oh, what was his name? Nick something. Um, but I remember the Jedi name. The Jedi name was Syndralic. And um, Nick Gillard. That was it. Nick Gillard was the was the stunt coordinator. I knew it was Nick something. So Nick Gillard was the stunt coordinator who choreographed all of the lightsaber duels in the prequels and they dressed him up as a Jedi to do a fight sequence with um, Hayden Christensen but it got cut but but it was a big part of the um, Revenge of the Sith video game Uh, and we see it briefly, we do see some of it, we see it in the hologram recording. Which which Obi Wan and Yoda watch. Um, it's like wait, it's like Anakin's got hold of a young a Padawan by the throat, and he's fighting one handed against Sindralik. Um So yeah, I'm wondering if that was meant to be syndralic at the front of that fight, um, and it was like Grogu was kind of hidden away in some sort of basket or something, or a bed, he could have been in a bed, for all we know. Um, but it's like a little clue into his history, and I wondered if we were gonna see who got him away, but but we didn't. I um, don't think we're quite there yet, folks. Um, but it was nuts kind of seeing that, Like we saw the 501st clone troopers taking out Jedi from Order 66, like, oh my God. So, yeah, there was that. Um, and, you know, there's part of his training. Luke kind of develops Grogu's training. Um, he gets a training remote out, and he tries to get him to, like, use the force to help him jump, and all these things. And Grogu's really, like, I think Grogu's either tr- not trying, or he's struggling. Um, but in the end, the use of the training remote to kind of jump starts Grogu into using his abilities, um, so we see him doing, like, a bunch of flips and stuff, then like, jumps, and he managed to, kind of, master the fourth jump, which is good, um, and then this is, this was it, this was the scene, Ahsoka and Luke talking, and they're talking about Grogu, and the Mandalorian, and it's like, look, I don't know if it's hearts in it, you know. Got to, and she's telling him that he has to use her. He has to use his instincts and you know, think what he should do. So, you know, Luke's, and what's interesting is everything that Luke's kind of been saying is about the way he's kind of doing his training is very in line with the Jedi of the prequels no attachments and all that jazz um and he's kind of sticking with that and I think that's because he's had I want not say formal teachings from Ahsoka but I think she's kind of said right this is how we did it you know she's helped him she's guided him but he's taking on that guidance and he's like right I'm gonna just train them the way that they were trained before as much as possible um but you got to remember, Luke's new at this. This is, like, Luke's first student. Um, and I thought that was really well done. And she actually turns around and says that, you know, Luke is just like his father. And it was like, oh, my God. And then Ahsoka leaves. And she's like, and he's like, we I'll ever see you again. And this was the clincher for me on Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Luke will we ever see will I see you again and she turns around to him and says perhaps holy crap what a uh, what a tease for her series because there is only one character that says perhaps a lot and that's grand admiral Thrawn. like oh there's a tease it's like a really subtle really well placed tease for her series and I'm like, hand, hand someone a fricking award here because it's so good to uh, quote the Star Wars Sessions guys. Um, so you know, Mando's come and gone. You know, he's not seen Grogu, Um But what does he do here? Straight for Tatooine. And on Tatooine... He uh, lands at Jabba's Palace, tells the Gamorrean guard who looks like he's about to try and take Mando on that uh, he's been requested uh, by Phoenix Shan. So the, and then we head up straight to the war room of Jabba's Palace um, with the mods, Black Black um the Gamorreans. Fennec and Boba and Fennec is just laying it out saying right this is where we're at this is all of it this is where the pikes are holding up as far as what we can tell uh, this is um we know that they're trying to make Tatooine a big part of their spice empire, and the other crime lords are still talking about being neutral so essentially, like they've been, they've been kind of trying to figure stuff out. Ascent, from, from this is like this is like kind of like right. There's get we're getting, one. They're getting each other up to speed, but two, they're also catching us up because of the uh, because of you know not having a you know a may uh, because of last week's episode not being you know a, a bob affair episode <laughs> essentially. Um but what we do and then Mando turns up and him and Bobber just share a very respectful nod to each other and I think you know these guys you know Fett's happy that he's here. Mando's like look, I said I'd be here, I'm here. And they say, look, we've got we've got the muscle, but we need enforcers, we need people, up, we need boots on the ground, and we need you know we need foot soldiers. And Mando's like, I think I can help. Where does he go for the help? Oh ladies and gentlemen. He goes, Tomas Pelgo. or as we find out from the uh, from the weakway uh, barman, Free Town. Oh, beautiful nod to the aftermath books there. Um, he's in Free Town, and he's he's met by a very uh, eager, very keen, but very new deputy, um, who tells him that he has to land his ship in the flats. And he's like, yeah, I just need to meet the marshal. I'm here to meet the marshal. Did you not hear me? I said you need to. I heard you, and I want to speak to the marshal. So marshal Cobbant come, comes along, and he's like, don't worry, I got this. This is fine. He's like, I've come to, I need to ask you a favour. And so they go, and they, he's like, can I buy you a drink? So they go for a drink, and basically Mando kind of lays it out and says look we need muscle we need we need people to help fight this crime war um, you guys are pretty good fighters you pretty solid uh, you guys know what you're doing and he's like why should we why should we fight you know fight this crime war that's on the other side of the planet and Mando lays it out straight. Like, yeah, but it might not stay on the other side of the planet, you know. This could take over the whole of the planet, you know. And you know, he's and Mando's not wrong, but Cobb Vanth isn't wrong either. It's like, but why should, why should all my people lay down their lives essentially? He's like, I've seen your people fight, they are good fighters, they are tough, you know. I just, you know, we just need people to help us because, at the end of the day, Freetown might not become so free. So, Van, kind uh, This is why I love Timothy Oliphant in this role. He turns around to Mando and he's like, nah, that's how you get people to get. What you, uh, you've got this winning smile that just gets you what you want, Mando. And it's like, yeah, okay, very funny. But I kind of think that would be like a lesser line if not delivered perfectly. And it's delivered so perfectly by Oliphant. Um, so Mando goes. Mando, you know, He's like, right. Mando leaves. Vance is like, okay. Um, let's get anyone who can fight. Anyone old enough to fight, I want them in a meeting. Put the word out. And the week was like, yeah, but it's not our fight. And he's like, yeah, but... Something tells me it might be. And... As he says that, there's an image across the desert. in the Out there in the... Out here in the fields. <clears throat> anyway, out there in the desert he sees a lone figure walking along. Oh, hello, sweet western vibes. And what do we get? We get a guy a cowboy hat walking into town and as this figure was approaching the beloved Cobb Vanth I was racked with emotion because that figure walking towards us could only have been one person, you're going to make me say the name, aren't you, Cad Bay. they did such a perfect um, job in Clone Wars, and of course in uh, Bad Badge giving us this character, and giving us this look of this character, okay, now, can't I can't remember where I read this, no, I've heard it, Uh, no I didn't hear it, I saw it, it was in a documentary of some sort and they were talking about iconic characters and if you look the one thing that makes up an icon one, one thing that is so iconic is a shadow and like you can tell Vader by a shadow you can tell Boba Fett by a shadow you can even tell Mando by a shadow or a silhouette there is a definite shape to Cad Bane. The gangly limbs and the hat. Put it together, you have Cad Bane and you know it's Cad Bane. So as soon as you see this figure coming across the desert, I'm like, oh no they didn't. And then I kind of, then the realisation dawns on me. And instead of, oh no they didn't, I can't believe they're doing this. I start shouting to my TV. I am not a TV shouty person. I'm not the normal person that yells at the TV, okay? It's pointless. They can't hear you. This was made months ago. And this moment got such a visceral reaction from me. Because I start shouting at the TV. Don't you frickin' dare. And I didn't say frickin'. Don't you dare, you do not kill him, you do not hurt him, you do not do that. Because there is only one thing that is going to happen in this situation. A shootout. And I wasn't freaking wrong. So, Cad Bane literally strolls into town. And it's a classic western. Two men facing each other. It doesn't have to be men. In this case, it is men. And it's not a battle of. At this at this point, Bain's just there to deliver a message. You don't work for Boba Fett. You stay out of this. Okay. You just let the spice. Do you just let the pikes do what they need to do. You let Spice go where Spice needs to go. No one gets hurt. You'll be left alone. Cobb doesn't believe him. Would you? And it gets into a bit of a, a, a verbal spa. And it's like, you do, and you've got the Debbie C who's just not listening to Cobb. When he says, stay inside. And Bane offers, look, whatever Boba Fett's going to pay you, we'll pay you double. We'll match it, just for you to stay out of it. Out comes the deputy. Oh, Marshall here can't be, Marshall here can't be, uh, can't be bought. Get back inside, shut the hell up. And, you know, at the end, you know, it's, it's, you know, you don't want to do this. You don't want to. You don't want to get involved. Don't get involved. Um, free town. Your, your, your little slice of heaven here is just going to end up part of the pikes, anyway. Uh, Cobb Vance, like, hey, just leave Tatooine out of it, okay? Just leave Tatooine, We've seen too much violence already. And Bane shows off his gun proceed leads Vanth to get ready, uh, I and mean, I've got to tell you that I've got to say, this scene was one of the most tense scenes I have seen in any Star Wars. Okay, like because both of these characters have unknown outcomes. Okay, this is, we're not looking at you know. We're not stu- I'm not stood here kind of waxing philosophical about, you know, Luke Skywalker versus the Dark Troopers in Chapter 16 of The Mandalorian. Because we know Luke survives. We know Luke's story. We know the end of Luke's story. We don't know the end of Cad Bane's or Cobb Vanth's stories. And... It was tense, so very, very tense, because, like I said, this, this episode, this, this part is so full of unknowns, now, do I really think that they would kill either of them, at this juncture, I hope not, because one of their fates is left undecided, currently. And who do you thinks that is? And it is not Chad Baines. I mean, out of the three people in this gunfight, one person's fate was ultimately decided the minute they opened their mouth, and that was the deputy. But Van took a shot. It looks like it hit him in the shoulder. So I think he's going to be okay, and I think that is going to be the part of the thing. That is going to be the rallying thing that gets Freetown involved. Because they came up, they shut up the sheriff. And they killed the deputy. And it was like, and everyone comes running out. Bane kind of wanders off. And everyone's like, is he alive? Is he okay? Is he okay? And the Wee Quay barman's like looking, watching him go. And it's like, Wee going to mess someone up. Sorry, that was, uh, just a phenomenal scene. Um, and then, you know, what do you do? What do they do? They flash back to, they flash, they go to Luke again. They go see Luke and Grogu. And I'm like, what? After that? I mean, that could have been a perfect ending for the episode, but no. They end it on this. Luke and Grogu in the, in the finished hut, meditating, Grogu opens his eyes, and Luke sits there looking at him, and he you know, Luke looks at him, and they look at each other, and Luke's like, I've got a choice for you Grogu, uh, the Mandalorian came and bought you this, and he opens it up, and it is a little set of chain link armor. Made out best, car Oh, beautiful. Is that right? This, this was. He wants you to, he wants you to have it. As protection, and, and I can train you to be a great Jedi. And just remember that you know, a lifetime, you know, a lifetime for one of us is very short compared to you, because, you know, Yoda was 900 years old, and then he offers him another thing, he offers him Yoda's lightsaber, now, I'm not gonna overthink this, because I was pretty sure that Yoda lost his lightsaber in the battle in the senate, but it turns out, maybe he had another Maybe he constructed another in his exile. Um, I mean, he had. You know, you never know. You, could, you don't know, okay? But somehow Luke has a Yoda lightsaber. And he says, look, you can have a choice. You can either take the armor and you'll go back to your friend. You'll go back to Din Djarin, Mandalorian. Or you keep the lightsaber and you stay and you train as a Jedi. See, this is why, and this is why I think Ahsoka meeting Luke and giving Luke ways of methods of training is not a good idea. But, you know, Luke's young. Luke doesn't know what he's doing. Luke, Luke, Luke is learning. Which makes me think, you know, the training that he would do later on for the kids... Uh, for like Ben and all the other students, I think maybe their training will be a bit different. But, you know, he's basically going off what he can know, what he knows, what he understands, what other people can show him. And, you know, he's basically giving him the ult- ultimatum, look, you can be a fantastic, great Jedi, and but no- have no connection to Mando. Or stay and train as a Jedi and you'll be the great, you'll be a great Jedi, I can, and you'll be my first student of my academy. And Grogu's there looking like, you know, he's like, but you can only choose one. And I'm like, oh my God. Now, granted, back in the old days, I don't think the Jedi would have given them the choice. So, you know, this is a different kind of Jedi, but at the same time, it's like very very prequel era Jedi, and already people were kind of talking about it online, saying, "Oh well, but, you know, basically Luke's just going to be an awful teacher and all this stuff." And I don't think he will be. I don't think. I think once he figures out what he's doing, he could be a great teacher. You know, so you know, you've just got to give give him a give him the benefit of the doubt. Like this is his first student. He he's. New at this so but I think you know that kind of choice is very difficult um but and leaving that leave that I mean like I could have personally I could have not had that scene and had the had the episode finished with Carbobin getting shot and everyone and like kind of the is he or isn't he dead um because that was like a that could have been a great episode that could have been a great like kind of Ender. This one, I mean, like this one, I kind of feel like we get the answer next episode, Um, and I do think Grogu will choose Dingo. Um. So I, but I think that's going to be a perfect way for. Luke to show up on Tatooine and find out what is going on and join the fight to save Tatooine from the pikes for jabber for bobbers for this war that is coming. So what an amazing plot device uh, that's just my thought, that's just my theory, I think that's how it's going to go, I think Grogu chooses Mando, and Luke takes him to Tatooine, Luke takes him to Mando at uh, Jabba's palace, and Luke finds out that the all-out spice war is about to go down, or you could've could arrive during the Spice War. And maybe, just maybe Luke might help out a little bit. How that would go down for Luke and Bob. Well to be fair, Bobber was just trying to Bobber was Luke didn't really have anything to do with Bobber's demise much. But, you know, this is a new and different Bobba. We don't know what Bobba, how Bobba will react to um, the return of Luke Skywalker. Um, personally, kind of given the growth of the character over this series, I can't see him reacting too negatively, especially if Luke joins with him to um, help keep the pikes at bay. And yeah, Boba isn't talking about um, ruling the same way as Jabba. You know, he's basically like, look, this is our territory. Like, Luke will... Luke won't ever be able to eradicate crime. He won't be able to eradicate the crime world. He won't be able to eradicate the underworld. This isn't a fight that Luke can win in terms of getting rid of all organised crime. It's always going to be there. But what he can do is he can protect you know, his home. You know, he was bo- he was he wasn't born on Tatooine, but he was raised on Tatooine. You know? And he has ties to this place. Even though he might not kind of acknowledge them now or really act on them now. He still has this is still a very important place to him. So quite possibly. And I think that that would also kind of serve to teach him about attachment. You know, this is an attachment. Him like his past on Tatooine is an attachment. He's attached if he and it could help him realise that, you know, maybe we should allow attachments. Because if, if at the end of the day um even in, a, in a, I can't remember if it was the comic adaptation or the novelization of Revenge of the Sith. I think it was a novelization. Where they talk about attachments and shouldn't, at the af, you know, in the aftermath of it, or like shouldn't have attachments. And Yoda's like, well, maybe we should have done. Maybe too blinded by the past we were, and maybe, just maybe. At the end of the day, if we had attachments, if we allowed ourselves to be kind of allow ourselves to feel a bit more and be part more bigger part of the galaxy rather than just the republic, maybe this wouldn't have happened. So maybe that this will be Luke's way of learning that a Jedi can have attachments, you know. Because at the end of the day, if you look at Luke in The Last Jedi, what his guilt, his guilt about Ben turning to the dark side, you know, he was devastated because of the effects it would have on his sister. He was devastated for, you know, him and Luke, he felt like he lost Leia's son. And that's, that is attachment. That is the attachment he has with his sister. Um, so we know he doesn't eradicate the attachments in his life. Um, so I think, you know, maybe that would be a way of him learning that. And uh, maybe his, um, he can train Grogu. Or give Grogu a chance at kind of having best of both worlds, a bit of both worlds, you know. He goes to Luke. He trains a bit. Goes back with Mando. Or and you know as, as kind of things develop, he goes back to Luke for more nuanced learning. Because at this point, I don't see. I don't know. Like Luke says that Grogu isn't. He doesn't feel like he's teaching Grogu, but helping him remember. And maybe that is true. But as Grogu gets older and 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 stuff. He's going to need to learn more, but I don't think he's at this point ready for that level of learning. So I'm kind of I do I'm kind of partially expecting Luke to show up in Mandalorian season three, um, even if it's just a little bit. But I think he's going to show up, and him and Grogu, he's going to teach Grogu a bit more. But he also might help Din Djarin with the Darksaber. You know, he doesn't do it in this episode, but, but there isn't time. But you know, there's, I think Luke will be back in it because now that they've got Luke, and they've kind of got the assets of Luke and all that, it's easier for them to kind of reproduce that and kind of keep them bringing back a bit more. Not that I want them to. Because I think you can't over... You can't... You can't overuse Luke. As in... The create... Like Dave Filoni. They can't use him too much. Um, because there's still kind of like... So many more stories that they can tell. And I don't want them to... Kind of pigeonhole him. You know, what we've had from him so far I think was well done. And well executed. Um, so yeah, I think, have him come in the next episode, maybe they can bring in Han, there are rumours, but I don't know how true they are, but if you've got a young, see this is the thing, I would rather see Alden Ehrenreich, but at the same time I don't want to see Alden Ehrenreich because it should be Harrison Ford, it's a tough one, um, But at the same time, I don't want to see Harrison Ford. Because, you know, he's just coming in for a paycheck. He's not doing it because he loves the character. Like, Mark Hamill loves Luke. And Mark Hamill is very protective of the character of Luke. Um, You know, Harrison Ford's like, yeah, I did Star Wars. It was a job. Kind of thing. You know, he he understands why that it's iconic. But I don't think he cares. Um, See, it's kind of like one of those... Awkward situations. Would I think it's cool to see Harrison Ford in the next episode, or just Han Solo in the next episode? I would love it. Would I love to see Chewie? I think it would be interesting to bring Chewie in. But of course, at this point, Chewie is off with his family. Uh, we do know that at some, that you know, on occasion, Chewie has joined up with Han, like in the Daniel Jose Older novel. Last shot, all the stuff set post Return of the Jedi. They get Chewie from Kashyyyk because they need him because Chewie was involved in all the stuff that happened in the past and all that jazz um, so it could be interesting to see Han and Chewie turn up but I think at the same time they're like why would we help Boba Fett <laughs> unless it's got something to do with Crimson Dawn and Kira um, of course, we don't know. Again, like, like Cad Bay and Cobb Vanth, Crimson Dawn currently has no definitive end. Kira has no definitive end. Um, they're doing a lot with Kira currently in the comics, uh, they've just had her of course in War of the Bounty Hunters, now we're into Crimson Reign, she's a main player in that, and we've got Secret Empire coming up, um, so we don't know the fate of Kira at the end of this comics ongoing story, but going back to something that Dave Filoni has said before in regards, and this is like okay, follow me on this one. In regards of Darth Maul, Filoni said um, in the Rebels Recon episode uh, after the Twin Sons episode of Rebels. Um, that they brought Darth Maul back, Faloni believed it was his responsibility to kill Maul. You know, he didn't want Maul to come back in Clone Wars and then appear in Rebels and then just sod off again and then gets killed off somewhere else. Filoni felt it was his kind of not right, but his responsibility to kind of bring in that character again. He brought that character back. He felt it was his responsibility to give the character a decent end. And that's exactly what he did. So, is Kira going to get killed off in the comics? I don't see it happening. I think Kira will stick around at the end of Crimson Rain, and Crimson Dawn will be a player. Okay. Not that I've read Crimson Rain yet. I haven't read any of those issues. Um, still catching up on War of the Bounty Hunters. I'm currently reading the Darth Vader series. Um, and I'm going to have a War of the Bounty Hunters week coming up in March that's going to cover the Darth Vader issues um, anyway so where was I? Um, so I haven't read Crimson Rain yet two issues in I think we are now I've got issue one I haven't got issue two I think it came out today uh, but I was too busy reading High Republic, The New High Republic uh, issue to care. Because uh, <laughs> that was a good High Republic issue. Um, spoiled! So spoiled today. I've got Bugaboa with that High Republic. Oh, oh, it's a happy place. Anyway, so yeah, I don't I don't think a character like Hero, who was introduced in the films and played brilliantly by Emilia Clarke, why would you kill off someone? Why would you kill off this character when you can bring them in to something else. And I see, and a lot of people have gone, oh I reckon Crimson Dawn are going to be part of this. What if, what if Boba Fett goes to Crimson Dawn? Becomes a player for them. Because Crimson Dawn has a shaky truce with the Pikes. Is that still going on? Uh, I know we've seen the pikes in War of the Bounty Hunters at the Crimson Dawn auction. At that point, Crimson Dawn were believed gone. What about the shaky alliance? What about the shaky troops? What about what's going on? Who are their friends? Who are tied in with Crimson Dawn now? maybe Boba Fett gets himself tied into Crimson Dawn, maybe that's where Han Solo comes in, oh my god, stop Johnny before you get too excited for next week, because next week is going to be a freaking doozy, okay, this episode was about 40 minutes, okay, so we've got a a lot of ground to cover, because next episode is going to be the war, that they're all going on about, because of course that's what happened at the end as well. Sorry, I completely forgot this, but I'm talking about the pikes and I just clicked. So it's nighttime in Moss Esper. Two pikes walk into the sanctuary with a cantono. They sit down at a table. Now, my initial belief on this was they were going in, dropping off the cantono, someone else was gonna come along and pick it up. Off they go. And then they would get followed by someone, one of our team. Wrong, 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 wrong. Gossip Whip sends over the two uh, attendants, the two Twilight attendants. They ask if they want their helmets uh, cleaning or servicing, was it? And the Pikes say no. They go over and say, didn't want anything. The Pikes get up and walk out. The droid that came over to try to take their order, goes back to the order, goes back to the table with the tray of drinks, and they walk away, and the sanctuary explodes. This was the first strike in this war. The Pikes are amassing their army on, in this was their first strike because they've done nothing yet. Everyone has said Tikes are doing nothing. If they're going to war, why aren't they doing anything? Well, they are now. They have just started the war by blowing up the sanctuary. Now, what could involve the other crime families? Because they want to remain neutral. Were any members of the crime families in that building at the time? Because if they were in the building at the time, that gets them involved. Because that has messed up the neutrality. So I think in some way, if the f- members of Freetown haven't don't join the fight, if they don't join the fight, then I think the Crown families will. But who else could come and join the fight? Tuscan Raiders. They have a truce, the people of Freetown. And Boba has a connection to them. He might not have a, connect, a full connection to the other tribes of Tatooine, but Boba is a proud Tuscan. He was, in, he, was in, um, he was accepted as one of them. He was taught as one of them. He became a member of that tribe. And he did a lot for Tuscan rights. May have got more killed, but he did a lot for Tuscan rights. So part of me thinks we're going to be seeing some Tuscan action again. Maybe it could have been, maybe maybe the survivors, uh, if there are any, of the tribe that Bubba was part of, maybe they come and join them as well. Maybe they come back too. But at the end of the day, Bubba needs all the hands he can get, and if he can get the members of Freetown, Tuscan Raiders, um, members of the other crime families, which would be insane, but justifiable because of what uh, the Pikes have just done. I think we are seeing... Oh, and of course, Danny Trejo and rancor I mean, Danny Trejo's enough on his own. See, Machete. But, you know, Boba has got a potential army here. And I think next episode could see some serious stuff go down. And if we get, like, he could, you know, sorry, let's run down that list again. You've got Bubba, Fennec, Black Chrysanthem, the mods. I don't know what good the mods will be, but they'll be there. You have Mando, Bubba, Fennec. Like Hampton, Mando, the mods, potentially members of Freetown, potentially Tusken Raiders, potentially Luke Skywalker and Grogu, potentially members of the crime families if members of their groups were killed in the Pikes' attack on the sanctuary. Bobber has his army here. The Pikes, yeah, they've got their own. They've got their army. They've always had their army. We've seen their army countless times in the Clone Wars, and we've seen it in uh, Solo. But they've got an army, and they've also got Cad Bane. Now, Cad Bane is a force to be reckoned with. What could we see next episode? Next episode. We could see Boba versus Cad Bane. Now, of course, this is a re- This could be a rematch. This could be the end of one of them. I find it highly unlikely it'll be Boba Fett. Why the hell would you make a series about the guy and then kill him, unless this is what the plan was all along? Kill off Boba, give Boba Fett an end, give him his end... And also, why would you introduce Cad Bane just to kill him? Again, this is one of Dave Filoni's creations. Cad Bane, created by Filoni and George Lucas. Based on Filoni's, um, you know, based on what Filoni said about Darth Maul and having the responsibility of being the one to, you know, of of him, of having that involvement, giving, you know, based on him giving the character a meaningful end. Could we see that this epi- the next episode? I, I don't know. Could we get? Oh, follow me on this one. Could we get a live action flashback to Fett and Cad Bane, young Fett and Cad Bane? It's possible. We know that there are those animatics. We've seen people have seen the animatics. It was screened in um, a celebration in 2017. Why do I remember it was screened in 2017? Because I watched that the night before my wife went into hospital to have our daughter. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, could we see, um, like a dan- your, like the young, that kid, the kid who's been playing Boba Fett in, um, like those flashbacks in the the back flashback to flashback to flashback to flashbacks anyway (laughs) could we see that have you noticed that cats have been really kind of calm today I like it (laughs) so yeah could we see this kid who's been playing Boba Fett come in maybe you know he looks kind of like Daniel Logan maybe they do a little face uh, CGI face on him and so, and we, and get Daniel Logan to come in and do the voice, to kind of voice it over. That'd be so cool. Could we see that? Or age Daniel Logan to play kid Bob, or like teenage Boba Fett, and have them play out the scene where Fett and Bane have their little pew pew. Could we see that? I would like to see that. Because if Fett's still got that back to tank, something could happen to him. They could put him in the back to tank. And we see it. I don't know. Maybe Fett goes into Moss Esper, gets his ass handed to him by a gang of pikes, but they get him out. Goes in the back to tank, has his flashback to Bane. Maybe Bane does something, takes him down. Back to tank, flashback. Cause I think I don't see next episode being anything shorter than an hour I don't think it can be they've got too much story to tell unless of course this is the end of this is just the end of season one and we are getting a season two yeah you know, we don't know we don't we have no clue is this a limited series is this a full series? is this going to be like an ongoing thing are we going to be piggybacking Book of Boba Fett and Mando for the next few years? <sighs> That'd be so cool. <laughs> Actually, no, it wouldn't, because I still want Mando. I don't want to wait another two years for Mando. But could we be seeing this? Could we be seeing a season two? Could the last scene of the Book of Boba Fett, season one, be that flashback between Young Baba and Cad Yo- and Bay? I don't know. Could be. That'd be interesting. Will we be getting a Kira next episode? I don't know. At this point, I really don't know because there is still so much unanswered stuff. Am I complaining? No, because this is what is keeping people going. This is what's keeping me like. I mean, I have loved this series. Has it been my favourite? No. Had some of the, like, the first episode, the third episode for me. They were good, but they were kind of, like, the lowest end of what we've had in live-action TV and the live-action streaming stuff. But are they still good? They are still very good. But, at this point, like, we've had Boba's backstory of what's happened. We've had Boba... Client, trying to claim more and more power. We've had two. We've had an episode, two episodes. Well, an episode and a half, I'd say, where we've been away, but away from this action, from what's been going on. And part of me was kind of worried this episode with this one because, you know, the first, the first scene, I'm like, oh, we're back on Tatooine, great, because we've got Cobb Vance and the Pikes, and we're kind of seeing that influence kind of stretching beyond Mos Espa. And then we go to the Dinjarin, Grogu, Mando, uh, yeah, Dinjar like M- Mando, Ahsoka, Luke, Grogu, and this and the trainer and all that, and that takes up a chunk. And I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining whatsoever. But that was you know I'd say a good half of the episode was the Mando Grogu side, and the other half was the Tatooine side. And the Tatooine side, I'm like, great, we're here, you know, and I'm and I know, look, I. Have every faith in Favreau and Filoni. They have done nothing but wonders. Okay, they know what they're doing. So next episode is going to be a longer one. Pretty sure of it, and I'm hoping for it. And all of these things are going to come together. This is the other thing that I think people aren't kind of like grasping is these guys will make sure everything comes together for this episode. I don't see Ahsoka coming back um, because she has no ties. The tie, so we're not going to see Ahsoka but we will, could. I think we're going to see Luke and I think we're going to see Grogu because it's been set up for it to happen. Either way, I think on either choice that Grogu makes, Luke and Grogu are going to Tatooine because Grogu will either go with the lights, go and... See Mando and say goodbye and give him back the armour, which will be devastating, and I'm kind of feeling emotional just saying that. I think they're gonna be there, they're gonna be in the war in the fight. I think Grogu personally, deep down, I think Grogu will stay with Mando. Okay, because we don't see him with Bear, we don't see him later on, you know, there's no, you know, the Charles Saul comics, uh, The Rise of Carla Ray, there's no Grogu there, now of course, Grogu wasn't a thing, well no, Grogu was a thing at the time, but he wasn't a thing, you know, there was, we have no evidence of Grogu being there, but we also have no evidence of Grogu not being there, but I do think he's going to go with Mando, by the end of the next episode, he's going to choose Mando, I think, you know, there's so many plot threats, so many threads here that are going to come together next episode. It's going to be big. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be all-out gang war. It's just, I can't wait. But this episode, I did, I was like, oh, God, we're going to be spending, I thought, like, having the Mando episode last episode, I thought was good, kind of, because, like I said last week, we're going to be sat there, Mando shows up at Bob, in, with Boba Fett, we're going to be like, well, what's happened to him? And then we're not going to know, because why would they go backwards for season three just to go back to Boba, book of Boba, you know. So it was a great way of kind of bringing the character in and kind of going like, this is what's happened with him, so no one has to question it. Could they have done it in a comic? Yes. Could they have done it in a book? Yes. But... The Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett, they have got a lot of fans who are just in it for that. they are just in it for the streaming stuff. You know, they don't want to go and read the books. They don't want to go and uh, read the books, read the comics. You know, they want to see it. And this is, you know, I think this is is also why uh, we don't see so many, we're not seeing so many Mando books. Like, the Mandalorian book that was going to be with Adam Christopher, who was going to write that, uh, didn't happen. It got cancelled, but he's writing uh, the new... He's writing that uh, Luke and Lando uh, book, uh, which is all about them looking for Ochi. I can't remember the name of it. Secrets of the Sith, I think it is. Um, but yeah, like... Sorry. <coughs> You know, we had to have that episode to tell that story. So you weren't getting people going. Well, that makes no sense because why doesn't he have the spear anymore? Um, why is he all mopey? because he's been told he's not. A, he says that he's not a Mandalorian, but he is. What's going on? You know, I kind of feel that there was there, there's a, there's a good reason. I think. For no books, no no Mando books, no Mando comics. Because the audience, the big audience... Well, not the biggest audience, but a large portion of the audience... Don't go that far into it. So, we needed the episode to tell this story. To answer the, question, answer the potential questions. Um, and it also gave us a bit of a... Kind of a break. To allow things to get into motion on Tatooine uh, so yeah I kind of feel like I'm rambling now um, but no this was a great episode um, I am really super stoked for next week uh, I don't know if you can tell uh, <laughs> um, but yeah it's got a lot of I think next week's going to have to do a lot of legwork um, to build up um, maybe I'm pu- this is why I think it's going to be a long one I think it's not just going to be 40, 45 minutes. I think it's going to be an hour. Because um, I think that extra 15 minutes can do a lot of wonders. It's like I think an extra 15 minutes of, to Rise of Skywalker would have really made that film shine. Um, I don't know what 15 minutes they could have used. But I think you know it just needed a bit more time, and that neat film needs to be longer. I think next week's episode needs to be longer. There's a, uh, I mean, do I want it to be like a Lord of the Rings all-out battle scene? No, but I want to see some stuff like that. <laughs> um, you know, and I want to see like just I just want to. I want to see this series get a really strong end. Um, I think it's had it's got it's been a very Wishy washy series in terms of strength. It's been up and it's had a lot of ups and downs. Um, So I think it needs a really strong ending. And I think that we're going to get that. I think everyone involved, Favreau, Filoni, and Rodriguez, they're all, I think those three together, they're going to do it. They're going to nail it. Um, And I'm I'm saying that even though I think both of Rodriguez. Both of Rodriguez, both of Rodriguez's previous episodes in this series, have been the two weakest ones. He also, he he could also he's also kind of way up there. You know he he, he did uh, the tragedy, and that is probably one of the top Mando episodes because of the because of just the way it played out. Um, so I think. You know, Maybe maybe Rodriguez shouldn't direct on his own. Maybe it should be a Rodriguez-Filoni co-direction or Rodriguez and Favreau co-direction. <sighs> to, to be fair, if Rodriguez co-directs, he can sit and direct all of the action stuff and I think that would be perfect. But I think it needs some extra weight in terms of the drama and the dramatic scenes. And I think that's kind of what has been lacking in his episodes is the dramatic stuff just falls a little flat. Uh, I mean this is what it is um you know maybe he was just kind of like what do you know what, you know kind of getting himself kind of like gearing it up him getting himself geared up for for it kind of trying new things with it <coughs> but if the if this last episode feels like a Robert Rodriguez movie in terms of say Desperado or once upon, once upon a time in mexico i think that's the kind of th- that's the, that's the stuff I was kind of expecting from this series and Rodriguez's involvement. I was expecting stuff like that um, you know two of my favorite films that this guy' has made um, so if the next episode can be a lot like that and kind of if he takes that kind of that frame of Rod- Robert Rodriguez mindset, I think you'll be perfect, and I'm really hoping that's what we get. Um, I think I'm going to have to stop. I've been talking non-stop for an hour, um, an hour and six minutes. I'm going to stop now because um, I can also feel my voice is going to disappear soon. Um, but before I go, I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this uh, ramble. Um, uh, what else? What else do I want to say? Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, follow me at at life debt johnny. Um, you can find me on fight well find my life Debt on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash life blog pod. Um, where else can you find me? Um, if you enjoy oh please please visit the blog at my Um and if you enjoy what you hear, and if you enjoy what you see on the blog, please, uh, and you'd like to support uh, support the blog and the podcast, please head on over to uh, patreoncom debt where um, you get bonus podcast every week. Um, you get exclusive, uh, you get an exclusive podcast uh, commentary uh, for. Uh, the Life Debt Holiday Special, A.K.A. the breaking of a fan, where I r- watch, I, I do a, a li- I do a commentary and review of the Life Debt Holiday, uh, the Life Debt Holiday Special, uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Um, yeah, the weekly podcast uh, currently called You Nubbin. Uh, that's coming to an end soon, but we'll be jumping onto something else where I kind of I watch animated Star Wars, uh, animated stuff, or oh, I just watch something like Star Wars. And I uh, talk about it on Patreon. And that's exclusive to Patreon um, and our Redbubble store. Um, So if you... Not Redbubble. uh, Teespring store. So if you would like to pick up any merch, also head on over to uh, the lifedebtmerchcantina.spring.com. So, yeah. There we go. Uh, Once again, thank you for listening and punch it chewy